0: in the world hands down world famous gamer and philanthropist ethene gaming for good it's called has raised more than 20 million dollars using his notoriety to raise money for charity on activism science culture and self-development I'm proud to have him in the studio today i would not want to take you on in a video game basically and i don't know how to explain it but basically when you look up psychology you have subconsciousness and consciousness right you have a a difference between the two and that's how i grew up i always thought you have consciousness what you're conscious about and you have subconscious and subconscious are the processes taking place you're not conscious about right and basically my view on it is you just have two different parts you have the one part you have the conscious brain and you have a subconscious brain but the thing is i'm ultra aware ultra self-aware So I've been always thinking about how does the subconscious affect and stuff like that and and how does it affect what I think and how can you, for example, you can meditate to have more white blood cells. There's a lot of things that you can do with your subconsciousness that has an effect on your body that is really, when you read about it, sounds almost like sci-fi, but it's just how it works. Like, for example, the white blood cells is a good example. If you just focus, you can actually create white blood cells, even though you're not really conscious about it, how it's happening, but it's still happening. So... I've always had a very duality approach to it. And that is something that I've also been taught in school and at university about psychology. What I was thinking about was, basically, I've been eating very healthy for the past month, the few months. And the few past days have been very stressful. And as a result, I've been getting side effects of the stress. But only after the stress was over. So not during the stress, after the stress. And I've used to have that also in the past... But in the past, I always backwards rationalized this probably in my diet. Maybe I ate something wrong or whatever. And it expressed itself in r- more rash on my face, feel like less in my uh, skin, like my skin is more uh, irritable and stuff. And also the way you're taking a dump goes, like the shit is more, you know, shitty, to put it that way. I don't know how to else explain it. And I was like, this is stress. This is not my food. This is actually stress. And as a result, I was thinking like, yeah, if stress has such a big impact in my life and my health, what I was thinking like, yeah, I have to be more aware about it. And I always like to have some kind of inner conversation with my subconsciousness in a sense. And what I mean with that is I like to just like people talk to themselves saying like, yeah, I want more white blood cells. I do the same, but it's more related to, you know, like I would like to sleep better. I would like to not wake up. I would like to wake up at that time. Basically, when I talk to myself, I can almost give myself commands. And I was like, yeah, I would love to be more in touch with my subconsciousness. That's what I basically asked myself with the realization of stress, just a stronger awareness about my subconsciousness. And as a result, and this might sound really crazy, but if you think about it, I bet some people can relate to it. Same with, like, with IBS. When I talked to a psychologist, she told me, uh, well, not a psychologist, like, Uh, basically someone that also has the medicine uh, diploma. She told me that IBS can also be treated through meditation and through focus, which is very fascinating if you tell that to people. There is like a very strong gut-mind relation and through meditation and just giving yourself more time while you eat or while you're just digesting and just focusing on it allows you to to much more easily digest and that is something that mind body relation has been there for millennia but it's been frowned upon throughout the past hundred years because of I don't fucking know maybe that's just pharma industry trying to push their medication and trying to suppress these kind of studies. But they're there, you can read them online. There are even treatments in that regard. But either way, so when I was thinking like yeah I should be more in touch with my subconsciousness and stuff, I started to realize certain things. Because I was like, yeah, I should have less stress levels overall, but the stress is actually connected to your will. We basically have all the time a very low level of stress, but it's only when it gets on hyper mode that we start getting the very negative effects. But if you remove completely all stress from the equation, I'd probably just sit on a mountain meditating like a monk, and that's not something I want. So stress can be beneficial when it's just a certain amount. And that is what I was experiencing when I was more in touch with my subconsciousness and meditating. But the most fascinating thing when I was talking to Reese about it is that I came to the realization that awareness, just self-awareness, is basically something that comes about naturally. And what I mean with that is the idea of going to meditate or the idea of which words to use, my language right now, what I say, how I come across, all these things... Rise from my subconsciousness, right? I'm not fully aware of the words that I'm going to be using the moment I'm talking. They just take place. And same with like when I'm self-aware or when I'm reflecting. There is no conscious process in which my words are structured very consciously. That is something that is happening subconsciously. And I was coming to the awareness that the way I think and the way I am And the way I believe and and the way I feel is a subconscious process. And the self-awareness that I experience is just a result of my subconsciousness having the processing power of looking at itself using the more developed prefrontal cortex. And the prefrontal cortex on itself doesn't have any information or beliefs to reflect itself on. So basically, when you look at the prefrontal cortex and you know the more... That's just a theory that I'm talking about, but it's just very fascinating. When you look at the more prefrontal cortex, you're basically in a situation where it doesn't have the ability to understand itself, but rather gives the ability for the subconsciousness to understand itself. So the subconsciousness is literally using the processing power to scrutinize its own beliefs. And that is what brings about self-awareness. Self-awareness is not given rise by the prefrontal cortex, but it's rather being used. And that means that you are your subconsciousness right now. At any given time, you are your subconsciousness. Self-awareness and consciousness only arises when subconsciousness uses its prefrontal cortex to scrutinize itself. If that would be true, that would be crazy. Because that means that you're all the time your subconsciousness that your awareness is your subconsciousness being active and that's it it's very drastic if that would be the case it's really crazy i don't know if people understand what i'm saying but if that would be true that would be insane Al Rud says the big debate in psychology is exactly what is done by the unconscious is it dumb or smart one popular view is that the unconscious can prepare simple stimulus response actions deliver basic facts Recognize objects and carry out practised movements. Complex cognition involving planning, logical reasoning, combining ideas. On the other hand, requires conscious thought. What is your view, Athene? My view is that consciousness arises when subconsciousness makes use of the processing power that it takes place within the prefrontal cortex. But the prefrontal cortex is just like a processor. It does not contain any information. All the information stored on the hard drive. So basically, the only ability for the information to be processed is using the processor, but the processor on itself cannot be self-aware. The self-awareness arises by the subconsciousness looking at itself through the mirror. That is what I think is the case. So yeah, I'm not sure if it's true, but it really sounds interesting. And I do think, because Ramachandran when he was going through those cases with the left and right hemisphere, that the left hemisphere is in nature in denial, it's because the left hemisphere doesn't have the ability, because he uses the left hemisphere and the right hemisphere, but of course we don't know to which extent it is the left and the right hemisphere. But the thing is, like, your subconsciousness on a fundamental level cannot rewrite itself. It requires the prefrontal cortex to do so. so. Yeah. Tango Sucker asks a really good question here So if you construct your belief system around it Would you be rewired into having the capacity To achieve control of subconscious mechanisms To some extent Have you been practicing it yourself Yes Yes Completely Completely like that I don't know how many people even understand What you said there Or understand if I answer yes But it is the case Just like someone For example the guy The Iceman that has the breathing technique and can, can control his adrenaline levels which is completely unseen of and can teach us that there's a lot of things that you can get control over when you have the beliefs and you have the connections to do so you can train it I'm gonna tell you guys things that's gonna sound really crazy when I feel stressed I can tell myself take away stress when I feel bad or whatever I can tell myself take away bad produce serotonin and suddenly I feel good like I'm not even kidding like this is like and I bet if we would do experiments on me they would just see like whoa what the fuck while people do it through meditation I can just tell myself to do it I can feel myself warm I can feel self cold by just telling myself to do it some things people can do some of those I don't know if this sounds scary or not but we have much more control than we think Shelburne says, Athene, do you have a way of resting and recovering quickly so that you can work more effectively? I've been working really hard the past month and I find it that I need to longer breaks exceeding one hour multiple times throughout the day. If I do not take these breaks, I cannot say super sharp and productive in my work. I believe that there might be ways to recover more quickly. Do you have any methods? Thanks in advance. Shelburne, you literally asked the best person on the internet that question because indeed I do have methods because I've been playing poker for 16 hours a day, breaking even world records, and I've always figured out that the more sharp I am, the bigger the profit. So I've tried to optimize it, and I've come to a certain workflow. Basically, exercise, or run, or whatever, do something physical activity, eat healthy. I eat mainly lentils every day. I eat lentils with rice, with some uh, vegetables every day, with smoothies, can put banana smoothies or whatever, and then before I sleep, I eat eggs with potatoes. That's basically it. I don't eat gluten. I don't eat anything lactose, uh, so no dairy products, nothing. I also don't eat any meat, which helps also quite a bit. So your diet is also very important. Don't eat any refined sugars, none of that crap. I also have supplements. The supplements I take is omega-3, a B-complex, also vitamin D, and I also take Citicoline and Nupept, but these are only needed if you are a bit older. If you're younger, you don't have so much issues with it, because you don't have so much issues with sleep or lack of sleep. When you grow older, it gets harder and harder. So these supplements really make you feel fresh and young again. Also, put yourself in the right environment. Ziozi says, a team. what difference would it make when we find advanced alien life, but it's too far away and they aren't coming for us? Ziozi, I'm going to talk a bit about the alien stuff, because I find that very fascinating. This is just a hypothesis. So basically, they saw a star 14,000 light years away that is acting very weird and has strange objects around the sun. And they cannot explain it with the current understanding. So it's either some kind of anomaly or it's an advanced alien race that has managed to turn planets into, into energy beacons or whatever. So basically, they'd be... Millions of years more evolved than us. Hypothetical, let's say we go from that understanding that it is an advanced alien civilization. So when you look at that, people might say, like, okay, they're 14,000 light years away, who gives a shit, right? I mean, no biggie. But the problem is, if it's more intelligent society or civilization, it has a lot of implications. First of all, they will figure out whether or not it is alien civilization by putting the SETI satellites to it, pointing it towards it. So, like, let's say the SETI program is pointed towards it and they get radio signals from it. It's going to happen in January. You guys go, okay, They're like, okay, that's nice. That's interesting. Uh, yeah, it's alien life. We have been, been able to get uh, signals that really show that this is intelligent life. People go, like, okay. But the thing is, like, this has drastic repercussions to the entire world it will change the entire world. And let me tell you guys why. And a lot of people don't think about it and find fascinating that I talk about it in the chat and people go like, yeah, they ain't going to come here. Do you know how much each country invests in the information war and trying like what NSA does, what Russia does, like spy agencies where nations are trying to spy each other, right? If we know that there is alien life that is more advanced than us, We won't have a race towards each other. Every single country will immediately put trillions of dollars in trying to intercept the waves that come from that place because that could literally lead to milestones in technology. So instead of Russia pointing their security and their data breaches towards the planet, they will point it all to the sky. China, Russia, U.S. Germany, the entire world, will suddenly, instead of trying to decode messages and decrypt messages that we send to each other, they will try to do that with an alien civilization. So the industry, the military, will all shift towards that in a very big way. And a lot of people don't really realize when they think about it, but that's, like, that's what I would do. What if you can decode and you can suddenly find technology that gives you major advantage over the entire world? That is the first thing that would happen. The second thing is it would immediately give a lot of information about the Fermi Paradox. The Fermi Paradox says, based on statistics, life should be omnipresent in the universe. If we, in distance of 14,000 light years, measure intelligent life, that means that the entire universe is filled with intelligent life. The entire universe is filled with it more so, the chances of intelligent life being around us goes up like crazy as well. You have to see, the universe is so vast and so big. If there is life 14,000 light years, intelligent life 14,000 light years from us, that means intelligent life is all over the universe. It means there is trillions and trillions and trillions of intelligent life that is more intelligent than us. And the chances of them being here goes up like crazy. So yeah, then things start suddenly looking a little bit different. Like, oh, I'm looking 14,000 light years away. That's far away. Ah, Is it 1,400 light years? Okay. Well, either way. Yeah, people should go and look up the Drake equation, indeed. Athene life, Fermi paradox, what? Basically, the Fermi paradox says that based on the Drake equation, life should be all around us, intelligent life, yet we don't measure any signals. So that means that either... We are one of the few species in the universe that is intelligent. But if that is the case, then that would mean that bringing life would be extremely, extremely unlikely. And that would mean that the great filter is before us, like already happened. And that would be good news. It would actually be good news that we're alone here. It would even be better news that there's intelligent life all around us. But let's say there is no intelligent life, then either the great filter has happened in the past. But if we find life on Mars, for example, that means that the great filter is not in the past. That means the great filter has to yet come. And what is the great filter? The great filter is what explains why we don't measure or see any intelligent life when we put SETI program to the sky. So then, that means it has to yet come. So the chances of us as humans destroying ourselves if we become more advanced goes up like crazy. It means basically that the great filter is that each high intelligence society is almost determined to destroy itself. That would be really bad. It would be pretty depressing. But on the other hand, if we see intelligent life, it's all around the universe. You guys understand? Yeah, but I think if they don't work with signals but with other things that we can't connect with. Kara, exactly. That is why if we would measure intelligence in the 1,400 light years, that theory would be confirmed that more intelligent life is using a different type of technology and then it would just be us trying to figure out what it is. Maybe they use dark matter or whatever. Esnix, Athene, is it possible to have multiple great filters? Well, if you have multiple great filters, you add them up to one even bigger filter. When they talk about great filter, it's very simple, it's one filter. But yeah, you could have multiple ones, I guess. Arcanon says, even if there is live on Mars, it would not prove that the great filter occurred yet or not have occurred. No. If there is life on Mars, it would mean that the Great Filter is not with bringing life to existence. It would mean that the Great Filter is further. So it would prove that the Great Filter is not in bringing cells. If we find life on Mars, that means there are cells all over the universe. All over the universe, there would be cells, living cells. And can cells evolve to intelligent life? I think yes. I think that's not so unlikely. So the chances of intelligent life destroying themselves goes up like crazy if we find life on Mars it would actually be bad news even though nobody would see it that way well certain scientists would say it certain experts would say it they would say like there's life on Mars we even have a bigger responsibility to not destroy ourselves Saminami says what if we find life on Mars but the origin is the Earth the thing is Saminami that's a really good question that's also something that I would think right I would say like that doesn't mean shit right but When you watch the latest Cosmos, it shows how even other galaxies, when they because you have different galaxies that can cross each other, and then you have meteor swarms, and that is a way how life, even on Earth, could actually be a transfer to other galaxies because when they merge and they hit each other, life could literally just spread that way. You only need the Earth to explode. And then all those things with life would go to all other places. So, yeah. When it comes down to the charity, I always try, because sometimes people come and start bashing streamers or whatever. I'm the kind of guy that tries to focus in the good. And it's not because people have whatever history that therefore they can't do any good. And it's that black and white thinking that leads to a lot of bad things in the world. People going to prison and being stigmatized for being criminals for the rest of their life. But that's not how you reintegrate them in society. That kind of thinking leads to nothing. If you want to move forward as a society or whatever, it's important to stimulate and inspire the good in people. That's how I look at things. So, yeah, when it comes down to doing good, anyone that can do so is more than welcome to uh, help out. Because those kids that are getting life saving supplies will not go like, hey, this came from this guy that is this or that. They won't care about that. They will just be helped. And if you start looking at the world from that angle, rather than all the believe, hypothetical ideas or whatever, then much more good would be done. That's my opinion. Yozboz says, I think, why do you think people care more about children? Is it because they are innocent victims or because it weighs heavier on their guilt if they ignore it? (laughs) It's because innocence. That's why, because. You can blame adults for their own situation. But children? Children are innocent. You cannot blame a kid for what he does or where he's born or whatever. Like a three-year-old, you're going to blame a three-year-old? You can't. That's why raising money for children is so much more powerful. And that's why I choose it because it's already hard to get people to donate to charity let alone when they can rationalize against it so you know Subscribe to youtubecom a wins. watch the live stream at twitchtv a live and follow the real a on Snapchat